there are two different types of people in this world. There are those that will say, wake me up when it's over. I'm going to go hibernate while the tire discusses all the plans of how to build the Mishkan. I'm no engineer. I'm no architect. To what importance is it that I should know how to build the Mishkan? Wake me up when story time begins again in Sefer Vayikra. And then there are those that understand that every Pasuk of the Torah is divine. Every Pasuk, every word, every letter, every jot and tittle holds a deep and profound lesson for us. This second group of people knows that the Mishkan is not just some house, some structure that the Jewish people built thousands of years ago, but each instruction, each keli, each item, the entire Mishkan at large is one big structure of how to be a good Jew. Someone who minds the depths of their inner meeting, somebody who dives into the hidden lessons in the Mishkan, he will find a successful path to proper service of Hashem, proper avodas Hashem. So now, as we begin our journey to pull out the Mishkan's lessons, it's noteworthy that Rabbi Hirsch, great Rabbi Shamshin Rafal Hirsch, points out that a person must use caution when trying to extract ideas from the Mishkan because things can get kind of off course quickly. You will hear people say, you know, the Ketorah smelled good, so, you know, we got to wear cologne. Or people end up in funny places trying to promote different ideas. So we always try to stay as close as possible to the natural reading of the text. And even if there are two different approaches to what the significance of an item is, we always go with the more natural, easy to read in the Pasuk idea. With that being said, let us begin. You don't have to look very hard, in fact, to actually find a lesson in the Mishkan. Even the sheer molecular makeup of it at a metallurgical level, teaches you a lot. Each metal that was used and donated to build this tabernacle, be it copper, silver, and gold, they all hold different characteristics and teach us different things. Hirsch points out that copper is not yet refined. It still needs work, and, and, and that teaches us something. And silver is valuable, but yet still needs to be refined. It needs purification and Where you find gold, it represents pure, resistant, sterling character, a metaphor of human nobility. Each metal, in accordance with its physical properties, is a metaphor for firmness, for strength. And these metals, just like us, can be adapted to desired form with a hammer, perhaps some heat. And when you break down all the colors of this beautiful Mishkan, you'll have depicted the Kohen's articles of clothing, his attire, where it will have red and white, and the white represents purity, and red represents whatever red represents. There are elements and ideas that are manifested inside of the Mishkan's makeup. Even the wood that was donated, it wasn't just any old two-by-four, it was atze shitim. It was cedar wood. It was strong. It had a certain element to it that it was ever fresh. It was progressively developing, growing, building like we are supposed to be. Atze shitim. So the entire 
buildup of this Mishkan already at a physical level teaches us a lot. And furthermore, another reason to not hibernate and wait for the stories to begin again, but to dive deep into the depths of wisdom that are inherent in the building of the Mishkan. Rabbeinu Bechaya tells us, Ki mishkan vekelov, hakol gufniim lehisponin bohen elyonim shehem dugma lohen. That at a Kabbalistic level, in the hidden wisdom of the Torah, the Mishkan is like a twin of our body. Things are going to get pretty Kabbalistic, Kabbalah-y here for a little bit, but hey, if we get put in Cherem, that's there's no such thing as bad publicity. In fact, Rambam in his Pirkei HaHatzlacha actually goes into detail showing us how the Mishkan and our human bodies are like twins. That these golden cherubs represent something inside of our bodies that is the mechuyas halev. I don't know what that means. Ha'aron is the mishkan halev. There's something going on inside of our hearts that's connected to Aron. The menorah is the chamisha chushim is the senses. The point is, is that hamishkan hu ha'adam. The tabernacle is a person. When you see with your mind's eye, with our real Ruchnius eyes, the Mishkan is us. Now let's dig even deeper. Let's get even more into what this Mishkan is, perhaps even a little bit more Kabbalistic. The Pasuk in Eov tells us, Umi basar elokai. And from my flesh, and from my basar, you can see God. A human being is in the image of God, in the likeness of God. And the Pasuk in Yecheskel says, and upon upon the form of God's throne, there's a form in the image of a person. A person's on God's throne. Inside, on, when you look at a human being, you can see God. You don't need any bigger proofs to God's existence than just to see your friend. The shlo actually goes into detail and Chelek Beis Yisrael, a chapter called Beis Yisrael, talking about how the human face is made up, why the nose is straight and not sideways, and the two eyes actually getting into detail about this. I think we're going to pump the brakes there and not get into that. So now, looking at the Mishkan, studying about the Mishkan, you can also get a glimpse of what's going on in heaven, which is pretty cool. The Medrash in Shemos Rabbah says, Rebrachia Omar, Rebrachia says, L'cho Hashem to God is gedula, is greatness, bagavura, and strength. And the pasuk finishes in all of the heavens and the land. Everything that God created up there, the heavens are a mirror image of the earth below, or maybe the opposite, that the earth is a mirror image of what's going on up there. The Medrash continues, up there there's Serafim Oimdin, these angels are Oimed. Down here, there are Atzeshitim Oimdin. Going back and forth by the Mishkan, and this world represents a mirror of what's going on in the heavens. And here's where things actually get even crazier. That the Medrash continues and says that Tedalacha, I'll actually prove to you that God enjoys to dwell down here with his kids even more. God leaves what's up there and comes down to hang out with us, so to speak, down here. 
as the Pasuk state, the Pasuk tells us, the verse says, Vasuli mikdash, make for me a mikdash, Vishakhanti Bisaikam, and I will dwell amongst you. Now, hopefully, all of this is enough for us to see that this Mishkan isn't just some holy RV, some synagogue on wheels. No. It's not just some metal wood box that has goat hair inside. The Mishkan is everything. Which leads us to a question. If the Mikdash, if the Mishkan is everything, it's so great. It's a place for God to rest his shechina. Well, then how can mere mortal man create such a place? How can we make something that Hashem will come live in? This is quite above our pay grade. However, we are not the first to ask this question. Moshe Rabbeinu asked this question to Hashem. He said, Adoni HaMelech, Master my King, Eich Yocholani Lasos Kimosa, how can I make a house like this? Even Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest human to ever live, was bewildered with the idea of creating a physical structure that houses Hashem's glory. Hashem's answer to Moshe is what the Mishkan stands for and is kol avodas ha'adam ba'aretz. Really all that we stand for and all we can do in this world. And that is, You with your brick and mortar. You with your, literally it means chemicals. And I will come and meet with my honor. You do what you can do. You prepare a house. Prepare the Mishkan. All that I have showed you, our parsha tells us. Do the Mishkan. Follow these instructions. You with what you can do. Make yourself ro'u, fitting, properly prepared, ready to accept the Shekhinah. And then Hashem does the rest. We cannot effectuate Veshachanti Besocham for God to dwell amongst us. But what we can do is be Muchan, properly prepared for it. We can do Vasuli Mikdash, prepare the Mikdash. We can do the Hachonas Hadvarim, the preparation. Ukvar Herich Bazebal Tomer Devora. Just to throw in one more Kabbalistic source, the Tomer Devora of Moshe Kodavero in his Sefer Aparde says, According to the preparation of the matter, down below in earth, and the big proof to the necessity, to the importance of preparation for Kedusha and Mitzvos is from the building of the Mishkan. From Parshas Bereshis to Parshas Vezos HaBracha, from the first Mitzvah to the last, we are not in control if we can fulfill the mitzvos. You can plan all you want, but if you can't find an esrog, for you are stuck in a country that doesn't have esrogim, what are you to do? We don't have the ability to make sure the mitzvos get done, but what we do have is the ability to prepare for them. The preparation is our avoda. The va'asuli mikdash, make for me the sanctuary, the tabernacle, is our service. The Mishnah in Masech Avos tells us that a person should always run to a light mitzvah just like a more chamur mitzvah. Run after the mitzvahs. With this idea, it's more important for us to do the rots, 
for us to do the running to the mitzvah, to the running to the shul, than it even is the culmination and actual fulfillment of the mitzvah. For we live in a world of rotz le mitzvah. That's our avaida. Rabbi Yeruchim talks in multiple places and at great length about the importance of preparation for davening, setting up a mokum kavua, bringing sources from all over of Talmud Bavli explaining to us why the kaveya mokum filoso elokai Avraham Be'ezri, that when you set up a set place to daven, that's even more important than the davening itself. Rav Moshe Cordovero actually concludes and calls this world a world of ahana, oilam ha'achana, a world of preparation. This nekuda, this nugget, is a goldmine. When we understand that all we can do and all that we are asked to do is prepare properly, and that the more that a person is properly prepared, then the more success they will have in their Avodah Hashem, well then, the entire game is changed. The Mishkan is replete with moral lessons, lessons in purity, in strength, and Avodah Hashem. You look a little deeper, and you'll see how the Mishkan is the human body, and the human body is in the image of God. So if you ever had a thought to go to sleep during these parashios of the Mishkan and wait till the story time begins again, you're going to end up missing the good part. In conclusion, our lesson today from the Mishkan, our new knowledge of our job in life, is you do you with your materials, with your capabilities, with your chemicals, what you got. And Hashem does, you do everything that I've showed you to do, the mitzvos, make yourself a vessel that God can dwell in. It's all about hachana. It's all about the preparation for the mitzvah. Set yourself up a place to daven in shul. Run after the mitzvos. Ready yourself to do the mitzvos. Build your mishkan. Make yourself into a tabernacle. Make yourself into a proper vessel that Hashem may rest himself. And then we will be zochem, yirtzah Hashem. To the Shachanti Besocham, that God will dwell inside of us.